fine people. How's it going? It's me, Marquez. Episode 106 of the Random Podcast. If you're wondering why I'm taking so long to say words, it's because my brain is just waking up. 16th of November. This is what I like to do when I realize, oh, I haven't spoken all day out loud to someone. My voice is connecting to my brain, me broken brain. It's almost three o'clock on a Friday afternoon, and I've yet to speak to someone in person. I've yet to speak. Hey there, hey there, you fellow human. What's going on? There's been none of that so far today. I woke up with a headache. I woke up at 8.07. 8.07 a.m. on the dot. For some reason, I woke up twice yesterday at 8.07 a.m. And today at 8.07 a.m. Two. And I went to sleep probably four o'clock last night. Oh, thriving on the four hours and seven minutes of sleep. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why I've got a fucking splitting headache. Man, it's fucking splitting in seven. Splitting down the middle into seven little pieces. Me head is so goosed. The one good thing, I woke up two mornings in a row. 8.07, which is weird. I grabbed my phone. I have to sleep with headphones in, like earbuds. But not the earbuds, earphones. Uh, just because of noise. I have to cancel out so much noise. I tried to buy earplugs, but they just popped out. And I was like, oh, headphones. Headphones. The amount of fucking work that I have to do to fall asleep. Remember when you would just fall asleep? And you'd just sleep. And you'd wake up. And it wouldn't be 17 minutes later. It would be a night's sleep. Now I have to... Drink some apple cider vinegar. Have your have your nightly wank, the seventh wank of the day. Get on your hands and knees and take off your clothes and slap myself with a leather belt and flagellate myself on the floor. Then I crawl across some broken glass, singing the Annie Lennox classic song. Walking on, walking on, walking on, broken. You know the one, people. Then I crawl to my bed, bleeding, covered in my own sperm, blood, and tears. And I kneel by the side of the bed. And I pray, I pray, dear God, give me some sleep tonight, dear God. I'll do anything. I'll do anything, God. Please, God, anything. Then I grab my stick and I use it as a crutch to hoist myself up onto bed. Then I lay there sobbing. But all the tears have been out of me, so I'm just making noises. And then I uh, put in my earphones and I listen to some meditation app. I tried to do music. Nah. Tried to do white noise. Nah. It worked. And then it was just all I could hear was the white noise. Now I'm doing some meditating thing. Thing. Meditating thing. Uh, I wonder if this dude's voice is going to be... It's like that Headspace app. I used to think it was dumb, but now I love it. 
And that's like a lot of things, people. That's like me. That's what I think when I'd be like, ah, oh, I'm going to trick this girl. She used to think I was dumb, but now she loved me. Nope. Just, just a consistent level of dumbness. But I used to think Headspace was dumb, and then I started using it. Everyone should use it, I think. It's really good. Because you can't really be like, how does it work? You'd be like, I don't know. It just works. It's like sex. That's how we teach sex in Ireland. How do you do it? I don't know. Figure it out. Away you go. Woo. Why are you having sex with the bed? I don't know. It feels lovely. Woo. Why are you having sex with the stairs? I don't know. The carpet feels good if I rub my groin against us. On the step. You know, the curve of the step. Friction. That's how I feel about Headspace app. I don't know when it works or how it works, but I do know I've been calmer. I can't sleep, but you know, besides that, during the day, definitely, maybe it doesn't now that I'm talking and speaking out loud. Maybe it's all in my mind. Maybe everything's in my mind. What's happening? Imagine I exploded. I had an epiphany and I was like, there's the answer. And my head erupted. And you're all tuning in and you're like, what a rude fucker. He was talking. He just went away. I remember, I definitely told the story before, but one time I was at a place called a Village Idiot in West Hollywood. Apt name, apt name, you know. But I was in there having dinner with this group of people, none of whom I speak to anymore. So that's nice. But we were eating, and I ordered some chicken. Because I like chicken. There's a, there's a fact about me, people. I fucking like chicken. It's you know what you're getting when you order a roast chicken. You know what you're getting. There's no Instagram filters. It's not like a prostitute in uh, Las Vegas. You think you're getting one thing on the picture. And then a girl of a different race shows up. Never happened to me. But I know many people that are tapped. Many people. And they're like, well, you're, well, I'm here. And the dude is like, well, I'm horny. So come on away in. Um... So I ordered chicken, and I was at this dinner, and uh, they brought me the chicken, and I was bored with conversation, I was on the side of the table, just eating chicken, there was a lesbian couple next to me, I remember they were giving me looks beforehand, Um, I don't know why I say lesbian couple, really, it was just a couple, but I suppose it's... uh, it's a detail. There's a detail. I wouldn't say it was a straight couple, but, you know, I might have said there was a couple. The girl was hot and the guy was old and fat, so it's easier to say a lesbian couple. It, it paints a picture in your mind. One looked like Ellen and the other looked like Ellen's wife, but it wasn't it wasn't them. But they were similar. But anyway, I was eating the chicken, and I just took the biggest chunk of hot chicken, like way too big, like a fistful of chicken. What a, what a big breast this fake chicken had. This manipulated chicken that they make in America. Took a big bite of this chicken. Oh, it was so hot. And oh, I don't don't chew either. It just goes into my mouth. Down she goes. Never put a piece of gold in my mouth because I'm swallowing that straight away. Straight away. Straight away. I just realized if I was gay, I'd definitely swallow. I'd definitely be a swallower as, as opposed to a spitter. All right, we're going on us. Uh, the coffee's kicking in, I believe, as we're doing the podcast. No talking about if I was gay, sucking penis. How do we end up here? We're on the chicken. Also, I took a big 
took a bite of chicken, just a big lump, big fist of fucking chicken. Imagine the size of your fist. Stick that in your mouth, and that was some hot, piping hot chicken. And I tried to swallow it. was so hot, that was it, I couldn't chew. So I just tried to swallow it. Because that's, I told you, I told you previously, a couple of seconds ago, something comes into my mouth, I'm swallowing it. It's mine, keeping it. Fuck you, you're not getting it back. So I tried to swallow the whole piece of chicken. And oh boy, it lodged right, right in the gullet. Is that the word? Right in the throat. Choking like a whore. I'd say if I saw someone choking, like if you saw a girl in LA choking on her food and you went over to help her, she'd be like, no, don't. I'm I'm enjoying it. People love a, a good choke here. Who doesn't, I suppose? Who doesn't like a good choke? It's funny when you choke first and you're like, what the fuck? And then you're like, oh, this kind of feels good. Again, we veered off the path. We were talking about chicken. Let's focus on the chicken, people. You're very confusing, very disturbing, very distracting. Chicken. So I take the chicken and it's uh, lodged in my throat and it's sore and I realize, oh, it's it's not going up and it's not coming down. And now I can't breathe. And now because I was born in a polite household and Irish way, I suppose, don't cause a scene. Even if you're fucking dying and choking on some chicken, don't cause a scene. So I was like, oh, let's be polite and choke gracefully on this chicken. So I sat there trying to swallow time seemed to move slow i sat there and i choked and i choked and i i didn't want to really cause a scene i couldn't really make a noise with my mouth but i didn't want to like stand up and i couldn't really stand up because at this point i was panicking and no one at the table was even looking at me they didn't notice that i was in pain that's i suppose what living in la is kind of like no one notices your pain huh until you're dead and then they say ah i missed him he's lovely he was a lovely fella. What happened to him? He's choking. Oh, I was sitting right next to him. Oh, I was too busy t- taking a selfie. Um, and then I looked over at the lesbian couple, pleading with my eyes, pleading with my hands. Help. Help me. I could be Jesus. Don't turn away, Jesus. And they just looked at me and said, rude. Like I was... <laughs> me choking was rude to them. And I took a mental note of that and I said, well, you know, it's it's nice living in L.A. You meet these fine people. Rude. And uh, and then I started, the world started going black, people. I started feeling, I was dizzy, dizzy, and I started seeing stars and I started seeing the light. It was the light from the kitchen. The door kept opening and closing, but I saw a light. I saw a light and I said, am I dying? And I started punching my neck. And then I somehow punched my chest and I punched it again and I punched it and the chicken flew out. The chicken flew out of my mouth onto the table and I sat there gasping for air. And the lesbian couple called over the waiter and they said, can we move table? This man is rude. And um, that was the story of how I almost choked on chicken. Very nice indeed. Very nice indeed. What was the point of the story? Oh, God only knows. Where was I? Flagellating myself off the floor? Hang on, I gotta take a phone call. Decided not to answer the phone call. Didn't I? Looked at my phone and I said, no. I said, no. Do you know what's funny? Like, if someone phones me, I remember I was talking about chicken, and I remember I was talking about the Headspace app, and I remember I was talking about flagellating myself. 
and I can't remember how they all uh, linked up. But, you know, I'll keep rambling and hopefully I'll come back to it. But, you know, when someone phones me, like right now, someone phoned me and I held my phone and I looked at their number and I got annoyed with that person and I wished their whole family perished or at least never spoke to them again because they were interrupting my life. And then a staff called in and I said, ah, that person's actually all right. Hopefully nothing bad happens to them or their family. Bit of a psychotic thought, you know, but you know how it goes. But even if I want to talk to that person, I'll wait till it calls and then it stops and then I'll phone them straight back. There's a mental disorder of some sort. What a time to be alive. It's funny too when you phone someone and then they phone me back and then I'm like, all right, I'm going to phone, I'm going to answer this. And I see they only do two calls, two, two rings. And I'm like, ah, sneak. They were just phoning me back to have it on my phone. Oh, I tried to call you. You gave it two rings, huh? Two rings. What's that? Four seconds. I admire your feckishness. Um, so choking, chicken, choking, flagellating, headspace app. Oh, the lack of sleep. Waking up and saying, beloved. Oh, yeah, I'm on little, little sleep, four hours and seven minutes. Handy, handy, handy. Started on Tuesday. A roommate had buddies over, boozing all hours, five in the morning. It's annoying, like, on a Tuesday. Because I enjoy boozing. I enjoy gallivanting. But then if I'm not doing it, also, it's like it's a Tuesday till five. We don't live in a castle. I can hear you being loud. I hate the way then I have to be like, all right, guys. Hey, guys. I know. I know. I'm. I'm the grand. I'm the granny. I'm the granny here. But you know, I've been trying to sleep now for three hours, and you won't shut the fuck up, and you're too off your heads to shut the fuck up. Can you shut the fuck up? And the worst is when they just. Do you know when you don't realize you're being drunk and loud, and they're like, "Oh yeah, sorry, 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 sorry." And they had friends in town, and I was just like, "Ah," and then I felt bad. I was like, "Ah, I'm ruining their party." And I'm like, it's fucking five in the morning, I need some sleep. So I haven't slept since then. But the last two mornings I woke up, 8.07, first thought. Oh, yeah, that was first thought, both mornings, the word beloved. What a word that is. I know I knew that word the whole, the whole, always throughout my life. But this week it was brought into my life. The word was mentioned. I was like, oh, I like that word, beloved. Imagine having that word in your head every time you wake up. As opposed to my usual waking up, herpes or testicular cancer. Or salmonella. They're usually my first thoughts when I wake up. Fear. Fear in the world. And then it was beloved. What a lovely, what a lovely difference. I like the way the coffee kicks in and sometimes it's like, oh, this is making sense. And other times it's like, these are just words. It's as if though he's listing out the alphabet in the wrong order. I did have coffee. I sent... I understand why people ghost me 100%, 100%. I sent a girl 72 texts in a row this morning. 72 texts. 72. 72. 72. 72. 72. <laughs> it's mental. In my defense, I had mentioned a story, and she was like, oh, tell me that story. And I was like, all right, but it's long. And here's the thing, people. If I'm going to tell you a story, I'm not going to be like, ah, oh, we went to the shop. Boom. Catastrophe. Boom. Four people murdered. Boom. Forgot to buy milk. 
And they're like, what the fuck? What about? And then they ask so many questions and you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you fill it in. So I'm going to tell you a great story. I'm a great texter. Great texter. I love the brain. The brain mentally dancing. I'm a fan of a... If you're a good texter, oh, get on board. I'm on board for a good texter. But 72, so I mentioned a story about how I almost ruined Christmas once. And uh, I told that story through text. And I was just going. And sometimes you gotta you got to spread out the texts. So like one word text. But it was all about the storytelling people. Should I read it or is it very long? No, it's too long. I told a story before about on Christmas. This is the gist story that I sent 72 texts. It was, it was Christmas Eve, babe. I was back in Ireland. And uh, myself and my buddy Colm went to the pub Christmas Eve. We were about 20-ish. And our buddy Derek was working there. And we got there like at nine and he said, where have you been? It closes early tonight. It's Christmas, midnight mass. And we were like, oh, Jesus. And uh, he was like, look, I'll give you a drink. You just have to drink when I'm putting it in front of you. And we were like, good to go. Good idea. And he just started making up all these shots. And pretty soon we were hammered, boozing. Everyone was singing great times, great times, having the time of our life. And I was like, where's Colm? And these two old women were chatting me up, I remember, and Colm was, I was like, where's Colm? He brought these women over to me. And the bouncer was like, oh, we had to kick a friend out. He was fighting. I was like, who's he fighting? He was like, he's fighting himself. He was in the corner punching himself. <laughs> I was laughing. Then I went outside and I couldn't find Colm. Then I realized, oh, it's almost midnight. I should go to Midnight Mass. Because Midnight Mass in Ireland at Christmas is where people go and they're wearing their new clothes, and they're wearing their Christmas clothes, and everyone's like, look at me, I'm better than you, I bought these new clothes, I'm the fucking man. It's the only real time that we can flaunt, or like any money that we have saved all year. I bought a new jacket, look at the fake fur on the jacket. We all act like Conor McGregor at uh, Midnight Mass, I feel, at Christmas. Yeah, look at me, motherfuckers, I got a new shirt. In your face. And usually people have been boozing before Midnight Mass. They've had one or two and they're like, they think they're funny and they're louder. They're annoying idiots, to be quite honest. And I feel bad for people up the front who are enjoying the Mass and the hymns and whatnot. And then you got the people at the back who are like, yeah, I work in the bank. Fuck you. I'm living a life. I hate the woman I'm with, but we're with it together because there's no divorce in Ireland. It's that kind of vibe at Midnight Mass. And I realized, oh, I should go to Midnight Mass because A, I've been boozing. B, I'm wearing new clothes. And C, if I go now, I won't have to go in the morning and I can sleep in. Great plan for Christmas. So I start Midnight Mass. The church is by my house. So I'm like, oh, I got to go. So I start kind of running, walking home, dipping away. It starts raining, and I start running. My hands are in my pockets for some reason. Never run with your hands in your pockets when you're drunk and the road is slippy. And I run, and I run with my hands in my pockets, the rain in my face. It's Christmas time, babe. I'm running home. Santa, here I dumb. And I'm running, and I turn a corner, my hands in my pockets, and I run over a manhole cover, and I slip, and I fall, and I don't even bother to put my hands out because I'm drunk, and they're in my pockets, and my face bounce off the ground, boom. But I'm like, ah, bounce up, and I'm like, oh, that was sore. But I'm drunk, so I can't feel it, and I run, and I do it again, and I turn another corner, and I slip on the wet floor, and I bounce off the ground, and I fall into a bush. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, I am drunk. 
and I get back up and I keep running. By the time I get near my house, I'm like, oh, I'm wrecked. And then I realize, oh, I'm way too late for mass. So I need to get into my house. I'm like, all right, I'll get in. But I don't have a key. I don't have a key, people. Or am I too drunk? I can't find the key that's been put out for me. So I'm like, oh, how do I get in? I think my brother's at home. So I try and throw a little pebble at his window. Doesn't work. Throwing the pebble, no joy. Pebble, pebble, no joy. I was like, what if I throw my shoe? Drunk logic, drunk logic. But here we go, shoe. Woo! Up at the shoe. Woo! Shoe gets stuck in the roof. There was a little roof next to his window. Oh, no. So now I have one shoe. I throw the other, I think. It lands in his windowsill. And I'm like, oh, for God's sake. So I was like, I'll throw my jacket. No logic, I was drunk. Throw my jacket, that lands on the roof too. And then out of like uh, just annoyance, frustration, I just take off my top and I throw it. I don't even know where to put that. And then I'm trying to like look around the house and I'm like, how can I get in without waking up everyone? And they'll see that I am now drunk and I'm not wearing, I'm topless. I'm just in my jeans. I'm in socks, wet socks, topless. It's Christmas, babe. Look at me. And then people are walking out of Mass. And they're coming home from Mass. And everyone's like, oh, this is going to be the best Christmas ever. And it's freezing. And I'm like, wet. And as people are walking along, I think I'm like a Santa Christmas greeter. And I'm, yeah, Merry Christmas. Hey, good tidings to one and all. But these are my relations, or like my neighbors. And people I don't, you know, in Ireland, everyone's very private. And, oh, you're very nice in public. And, oh, don't, don't air how you really are. So I'm out there and I'm just singing Christmas, babe. And one of my neighbors had seen like me lurking around the side of the house trying to figure out how to get in. And he phoned my dad. And I was so tired, I was just, like, leaning over my front wall. People were walking home from Christmas, being like, oh, this is a nice time of year. And then they see me, and they're like, oh, there's Mark again. They should really move houses. And uh, my dad comes out, and he finds me asleep, hanging over the wall, topless, pair of jeans, no shoes. You know, as you want to see your son on Christmas Eve. I wake up the next day, and I'm just like, oh, dear God, what? the fuck where where am i who am i what happened like christmas i don't even know what day it is i'm just like it's like i woke up it was like i was born out of birth jumped into the air i was like it's me i'm alive so i'm like oh i'm kind of the absolute fear is upon me and i'm like jesus what and i look go to the mirror just to see who I am. Who am I again? I know I might have a brain, but who am I? And I see my face, and I'm like, what the fuck? My face is all cut, bruised. I was like, oh, yeah, I bounced it off the ground too many times last night. And I'm like, oh, no. It's not too bad. It's just scraped up. And then my two front teeth are loose, and I'm just like, oh, my God. And I almost pass out from, like, the shame and the guilt and the dizziness. And I'm like, and then I hear, like, Christmas songs downstairs and I'm like oh my god it's Christmas day no and then I was like put on my clothes washed my face went down and tried to be all casual because I, I hadn't remembered anything about like the my dad finding me or I just I didn't know it came back to me later in the day you know like nice little treats that show up treats of guilt and shame and whatnot. I go downstairs and dinner's been served and they're like, my parents have been sound. They're like, oh, 
you're finally up. And then my brother and my sister are laughing at me. Cause they're like, they know I was goosed. And I was like, yeah. And then we're sitting there and everyone's been nice. And I was like, uh, I didn't realize it's just because it was Christmas. Didn't want to cause panic or not panic, but have it be awkward. So we're having dinner. And then I'm like, I make a huge plate because my mom makes the best Christmas dinner. And then I'm like, oh, I can't even eat it. My teeth feel like they're about to fall out if I touch food. Oh, what a disaster. It's giving me chills now thinking about it. Imagine two front loose teeth and you're like, I can't eat the turkey. I think I managed some mashed potato and gravy. I slipped it down the back side of my mouth. Um, oh, it was brutal. Just sitting there and I was like, just pretending to eat food. And then we had dessert and I was just pretending just a big pretend, lot of pretending and then after we cleaned up and I was just like it's weird that my parents haven't said anything they were like oh come in Mark could you come to the come in here for, to the room for a minute which always means oh I'm in trouble close the door oh this is big trouble don't want anyone to hear what trouble I'm in and then they basically were like um well Last night was very, uh, we were just wondering what drugs are you on and uh, what help do we need to give you and just tell us what you on. Like, do you need to go to rehab or therapy? What's happening? And I was like, oh, no, I wasn't on any drugs. And they were like, well, what was it? I was like, oh, it was just alcohol, boozing. And they were like, what? How much drink did you have? This is, this is awful. And I was like, no, I just had like three pints, but then I had a shot. I had a shot too, and the shot really put me over the edge you know because i'd never have shots even though i had about 24 last night in the spirit of christmas what jesus would have wanted and they were like you just had a shot and i was like yeah and then i could see him being like wait you're trying to tell us you're just a lightweight and i was like yeah and that was how we went to my grand's house and we were meant to eat more food and i just sat there looking at all the food i couldn't eat wondering if my teeth were going to fall out and that was the story of how i almost ruined christmas and how I never, I've never been home for Christmas since. So that's the story I told in 72 texts. So, yeah, I haven't heard from that girl since. So that's nice. I sent uh, maybe three more when I realized how many texts were sent. So that's probably about up to 75 texts now without reply. So, yeah, I could see. I could see. I could see why people would ghost me. <coughs> no, I'm only joking. I like when I can text the Lord. That means that I'm a fan. Also, could uh, it's hilarious that like out of context, that sounds psycho. You send seventy-two texts, probably more, probably seventy-five. But in the moment, it was like, oh yeah, you're just telling the story. Just telling the story. I wonder though. Maybe not. I just thought. This woman reached out recently and she was like, oh, hey, I'm looking for something to help me write my autobiography, my memoirs. And I was wondering, I was like, all right, how much money are you paying? And she was like, well, I just wonder maybe we could arrange something. I was like, is she trying to exchange sex for my help to write a book? What's happening here? And I was like, what's the book about? Then I knew she was a bit nuts. So I was like, all right, let's just see how crazy she'll be. And I was like, what's the book about? She was like, oh, it's about my life. You know, it's about from when I was born till now. Uh, and she was like, and there's a story about Ireland. And I was like, oh, yeah, what's the Irish story? She was like, it's about the time I was uh, living in the manor and my husband, the Lord, was there. And You know, I had a thing with the stable boy. 
and we we went to the barn and the stable boy took me and he was a, he was about 18 19 and he took me and he 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 took my clothes off and we made love right there in the barn and um it was it was some of the greatest sex and as i was orgasming um and as he was uh, a pitchfork impaled the poor stable boy and it was my husband. My husband caught me having an affair, which was frowned upon in Ireland in the 1800s. And he killed the stable boy, and then he killed me with the pitchfork. And, uh, yeah, it was different times back in Ireland in the 1800s. And I was just like, wait, what the fuck? How is this your memoir? I thought, is this an autobiography? What's going on? And she was like, yeah, it is. It's part of my past life. I've lived many lives, you know. And I've written down everything from my past lives. Lives. Not lives. And I said, what the fuck? <laughs> All right, I don't think I can help you with this book because you're a psycho. <laughs> but I wonder if in the right context, I could be like, ah, that's what she meant. Like me and my 72 texts. Probably not. Probably just psychotic people hanging out with psychotic people. That's the thing about like dating. The best fact, not the best, it's the worst, but it's mental. Of like, there was a poll before. Basically, a girl's like worst case scenario. They asked like, what's the worst case scenario of of a first date with someone you met online? What's a bad first date? And the women's by far was, oh, he tries to murder me because men are murdering fuckers. <laughs> and then the guy's version was, oh, that she shows up and she's fatter <laughs> than her photos. She's fatter in real life. You know, that's that would be the worst case <laughs> scenario. When I read it, I was like, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's awful how she'd misrepresent herself. And then. The women are like, yeah, he tried to murder me. Like, imagine the women uh, going back to their friends, be like, he tried to murder me. Never am I going on Bumble again. They're like, oh, men are the worst. They're awful. (laughs) Whereas dudes are like, yeah, man, she was way fatter than her pictures. And his friends are like, ah, how could she, man? You deserve better than that. No one does that to my boy, Tad. Here, shock on a beer, Tad. So you never know who's a psycho and who's not. I realize, too, have you ever been open and honest <laughs> with a girl from the get-go? Oh, it's very odd. Everyone, I think, I can't tell if it's everyone, but I know in Ireland we're so guarded. You, like, ask a question, we'll deflect humor, religion, anything. We're like, ah, sure, yeah, come on now, come on now, come on now. Like, if you were to ask an Irish person... What do you like sexually? What do you like in the bed? They'd be like, ah, sure, come on. Why would you ask me that question? It's daylight out. Sure, I'm sober. Come on, have a cup of tea. You watch any good games recently? I guarantee you, like, even if a guy's, if an if a Irish guy's wife was to be like, tell me what you want, John. John, tell me what you like in bed. He'd be like, just do it and I'll tell you if it's good or bad. That's the most you'll get. Just try. You do what you think and I'll say yes or no. Even like, oh, John, what's wrong with you? Nothing. I'm perfect. Let's marry. 
and they get married and they're stuck. That's, I feel like that's a good way, not a good way, but that's the Irish way of murdering. Because you hear in America, so many murderers. But I feel like an Irish way of murdering someone is that you, uh, instead of breaking up with them, you're like, should I break up with this girl and let her go free? Let her go free and enjoy her life. She'll live a much better life without me. Or you could murder her slowly but surely and you stay together. And you get married and there's no divorce. So day by day, you slowly but surely kill her soul. You murder her spirit. You ruin her life. And then you die. Might take 80 years, but you know you did it. That's the Irish way of murdering a soul, a person, a spirit. Yeah, dating's funny. Being honest is weird as fuck. <laughs> You'd be like, nah... Uh, or else even if you're like Oh I'll tell this person I like them They're like ah oh, you're mental I just met you Stop crazy psycho Delete You're like oh Jesus never putting myself out there ever again Never again Will I do that I apologize Just I remember hearing I heard a girl during the week and she was like uh, I think they were on a hiking day She was telling her I, uh, she was telling the dude she was with that she remembers hearing her dad sing to her when she was in the womb and that's how she knew she had to become a singer and I swear to god I was like fuck I think the fact that she was being serious and he was being like oh that's so cool serious back I presume he was just looking for sex and agreeing for that reason but like come on you gotta be like ah shut the fuck up <laughs> Yeah, you gotta stop. <laughs> you remember being in the womb. Ah, uh, yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. You go hike on your own. This date's over. Thank you. We tried. We tried, but we failed. Goodbye. Do you remember your mom and dad having sex too? Do you remember how that felt? And then you shot out your dad's penis into your mom's vagina. How did that feel? Ah, I felt like I was flying. I felt like it was. I was free. Have you ever gone parachute jumping? That's how I felt. Parachute jumping, that's not even a term, but that's how it felt. I felt like I was parachute jumping. Skydiving. Skydiving through the air of the penis into the air of the egg. Oh, I felt free. I haven't felt free like that. So anyway, tell me about yourself. Are you an Aquarius? <laughs> uh, I remember I heard, I love overhearing bad first dates too. Like the date that I heard where the dude ordered... Uh, Jaeger bomb. He ordered a girl a glass of wine <laughs> and he ordered himself a Jaeger bomb. And she was like, Really? Your first drink? Ah, oh, good work. At least he's been honest with himself. I feel like uh, being out in bars in LA, guys wear too much cologne. I think you sh- oh, it's, it's like horrible. It's like, What the fuck? Does your nose not work? This is so weird how much cologne you. It makes me gag. I feel like if, you, if you're a guy wearing cologne and you take more than one spray. One spray, psh, two spray, a poisonous dart shoot out and hit you in the neck. And you should die. That's what you should because you're a fucking, oh, you're a prick. What are you doing so much? It's insane. Stop. If you're listening, you're about to go on a date. Put down the fucking cologne. Pick up the mints. Why don't, yeah, it's a pity. What's up with, like, overuse of cologne and underuse of mints? Ah, uh, the world it's a tragic place huh dear listener it's a tragic place or i heard another girl um 
there was another time too I heard a girl walk into the bar and the guy was like oh hey and the girl was like oh my god you don't look like you don't look like your photos at all wow no sorry and then left (laughs) oh that's beautiful beautiful (laughs) but I, I think the best one was when the dude it was like a first date and a guy and a girl and the guy was waiting and the girl was like hey and the guy started talking I don't think the girl was listening and the guy kept talking and the girl was like oh my god what no she was like I don't like your voice at all and then left (laughs) and the date was over his voice and I was like Jesus but then I was thinking about it and I would definitely do the same if I didn't like a girl's voice, you'd be like, ah, fuck, I can't. I've done it before. I noticed one girl, and it was just like, she was cool and sound and very pretty. But, oh, her voice. You're like, ah, I, I can't imagine having sex with you and you speaking in that voice. <laughs> oh, this is, oh, this is not going well. Hang on. Going to the bathroom. Jumping out the window. Running away. I feel like my best petty reason for being turned off a girl was back in Ireland when I saw her running and the way she ran, ran like a headless chicken, flapping her wings. It was such a weird run, and I was like, what the f- Oh, I saw her in a new light. In a new light, people. And I didn't like the light. I preferred the darkness. <laughs> so I said no. And that was the end of that. Had to be done. Sometimes I realize too. This goes for dudes who chat me up, girls who chat me up. But there was a girl chat me up the other night. I know this sounds harsh, <laughs> but have you ever been like insulted by how ugly the person chatting you up is? You're like, what the fuck is going on? No, I think they're so they're so cocky. That's the reason why that I'm like. Wait, you're this cocky that you think I'd be into you. And I know I'm no stunning portrait, but you got to. Like, sometimes you're like, Jesus, you're a creature of the night. Your breath stinks. You're clearly insane. And you're like this cocky. Ah, I wish I had that much confidence. Oh, I think women like a confident man, huh? That's what, maybe, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. I think what else it's annoying to this thing about dating as well I feel like you should if you can't get on during texts then you're a goose because that's texting is just your brains they're both dancing can you dance with me will our brains like each other are you good at texting that's what I think anyway if you're good texting that's your brains being like oh hey nice to meet you we've got past the looks now let's see if our brains can talk to each other that's why, like, if you're chatting on Instagram and then get the number and then you're texting a girl, like, without the pictures and it falls flat, you'll be like, ah, it was just the pictures. That's where the, the smoke and mirrors came. But then you text someone and you're like, oh, my God, she's fucking beautiful. But Jesus, our brain is unreal. That's when you know you're dancing. 
But then sometimes you'll be like, come to a show. This is hilarious too. If I like tell a girl, come to a show. And they come and then they see it and they're like, wow, didn't like any of those, Joe. <laughs> You're like, all right, that's fair. I should have maybe held off bringing it to a show, but you know, um, I, I shouldn't have done that. I really fucked up. I really messed up there now, and uh, do I regret it? No. No, I do. I, f- I wonder, like, as someone who, like, doesn't, no one talks about anything in Ireland, really. So someone, like, if I started being honest from the get-go, would a girl just be like, oh, yeah, this is what I mean. This is what I think. Here, this is what I think about you. Oh, ask me a question. Here's the 100% honest potato. Here's the potato. It's full of honesty. Take the truth, the precious truth. Eat it. Do you like it? Or will you tell me to go fuck off and delete my number? <laughs> that, uh, if a girl sent me that text, I would laugh and I'd be like, I will. Just because that's a you're calling me out and I admire it. I'll tip my hat and I'll say, I shouldn't have sent you 72 texts. I will delete, I'll delete my own number. I don't deserve a phone. That's why I, I don't deserve technology. It's fucking me up. I do think, right, here's my new proposal, proposal number four on the ballot, is that uh, people shouldn't be allowed to have kids until you've gone one year without losing your phone or your wallet on a night out. If you can get one year, maybe you're ready to have kids. I lost about four phones and four wallets in a month so that rules me out for kids maybe forever maybe i'll be able to adopt sometime but uh that's if you can manage the phone if i lost my phone or my child i'd be like ah fuck where's the phone we can make a new child i hope someone with children is like ah that's so mean it's a joke but it's honesty too you know It's, it's an honest potato served up wrapped up in a joke no, I obviously, I obviously wouldn't. I don't know. I don't have children, so who knows? Probably shooting blanks. Shooting blanks at this point in your life. Tragic. 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 Couldn't even have... Do you ever think, like, whenever I'm bored or hungry, do you ever do that? You're like, am I bored or hungry? Because my mom used to be like, are you sure you're hungry or you're just bored? And be like, I don't know the difference. They all seem the same to me. But now I'm like, am I bored or hungry? Or is it just that life isn't going as well as I planned? <laughs> is that is that the overall surrounding theory? Who knows? Who knows? Tragic. Tragic thoughts. Oh, there was tragic. In, um, in... This is probably why people... Oh, this is why I'm going to call the podcast. And then people are going to be like, ah... Oh, Please, please read one. So, what a... In Malibu, Malibu went up in flames. Burnt to a crisp, which is brutal, because Malibu's unreal. It's the nicest place ever. But those wildfires were going wild. And they, like, burnt all these unreal houses. Just everything gone. Jesus, brutal. You're almost like... I probably don't realize till I drive down there and I'm like, oh, Jesus, this used to be unreal. But anyway, I saw loads of people on Instagram and they were like, um, they were saying, 
Oh, this is how like people in LA, especially girls, but guys do it too. They're like, oh, wow, all those fires are burning. This is tragic. This is so sad. Let me post a photo of my naked ass on Instagram. That's literally how they react. They'll do that. They'll post like naked pictures or boob shots. A dude posts a naked picture on the beach and he's like, just thinking about how sad it is that we lost so much. Click my link below to see more pictures. And you're like, it's mental that I I think they, they think that they're being helpful or that this is a nice thought. Like that's how dumb their fucking brains are. And don't try and justify it by being like, no, they're just, they're just thinking about it. They're not. They'll be narcissistic, vain fuckers. Um, it's brutal. So bad. But like, girls, it's, I, I saw so many on Instagram, so many, and I was just like, oh, it's relentless. Jesus, kept finding them, kept finding them. And I was like, I'm going to take the piss out of them. So I posted it. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to write a sex poem. Sex poems, like a sexting. Sexting? But I was like, I'll do like a poem, like my other poems. And I did one. And I did, it was so sad about Malibu. But then I went really graphic about having sex with a beautiful woman. But it, it was sad sex to it because Malibu was burning. And then I posted online. And then I got an avalanche of horny women and men saying, do more. <laughs> And I was like, what? And they were like, oh, do more, do more. It was probably the thing that got the most DMs ever. Besides any pictures, jokes, posts, poems. These sex poems got like an avalanche. And then they got more vulgar, but it was all about sad Malibu. And now I think they got so many. For some reason, I can do them really quickly. Not really quickly, but they flow they're kind of graphic and vulgar. People will be like, stop posting these. But then other people will be like, post more immediately. I'm masturbating to them all. <laughs> people are sending me pictures of their boobs. You know, just really what you want from these sex poems. Uh, out of a tragic situation, we, we got something positive, I suppose. A silver lining. People are like, oh, I don't like you saying hot fucker. So I included that more. And then other people are like, I love when you say hot fucker in the poem I should really read a poem people are like oh have you read a poem please read it I'm dripping I'm horny I'm gonna write a book about them um I wonder if I can read them out loud and do them justice hang on let's see if I can read them it's always odd when you read something you wrote out loud for the first time you're like oh that doesn't make sense or that cadence is all wrong Joe's dubious too before I read them Three people came up to me last night. I was out. And they were like, oh, look who it is. I knew one, but I didn't know he was reading them. And then just two random women, they were like, oh, we've read your sex poems. you got to keep doing them. And I was like, oh, Jesus, no, I don't want to talk about these in public. So if any anyone comes up next time, I'm just going to be like, no, nah, that's not me. They'll be like, no, it's you. I'm like, no, someone else did it. That's not me. You got the wrong person. They'll be like, but we also heard you on the podcast saying it wasn't you. And I'll be like, no, that's not me either. That's not me either at all. <clears throat> and they'll be like, yeah, but that's what you said in the podcast. And I'll be like, no, that's not me either. None of this is me. All right, here we go. I'll try and read out. This is the first one that 
Start the tragic sex poem. Sadness for Malibu. This one's called Gold Bikini. All right, follow me. You say running down the beach. Jesus, that sounds like I was a. Uh, oh, I'm not going to do these sex poems justice. But here we go. All right, Gold Bikini. Follow me. You say running down the beach. We go around the corner where no one can see us. I grab you close and kiss your beautiful lips. You're so fucking sexy. Your ass and legs feel amazing. You always turn me on too much. Come, you say, taking off your bikini top. You have the sexiest body. You walk to the inlet and look back at me. Strip for me. I do. You have me so hard. You face the wall and slide your bikini down your legs, grabbing your ass. I come behind you and moan you as you feel my hard cock. <laughs> slide between your legs and tease your wet pussy. I kiss your neck and feel your perfect boobs playing with your rock-hard nipples as you cry back in my cock. I can feel how wet you are on me, wanting me to slide inside and fill you up. You take my hand and put it on your neck. I start to squeeze as you play with my cock, slide it inside your wet pussy. You moan, oh fuck, at me as I go inside of you. Malibu is burning, so sad, but you are the hottest fucker I've ever seen. I turn you around and you climb on me, wrapping your beautiful legs around me as I fuck you. Your wet pussy sliding up and down my hard cock. You start to come as I kiss your nipples and fuck you deep. Malibu is burning as I come inside of you. So sad, so fucking hot. <laughs> well, that is hopefully uh, no one I ever know or see in person in public. Heard me read them out. I'll do two more. I did a load. I'm going to do one a day till I have a book and then be like, ah, oh. people in Ireland be like, oh, Jesus, he's lost his mind. All right, I'll do the last one I did. People like this one. This one's called Black Top. They definitely got more vulgar as I got more comfortable, but it's only it's painting the picture and showing the sadness of uh, the burning. It's also sad. All right, Black Top. <clears throat> I like to when people think it's about them, and I'm like, it's definitely not about you. 100% not about you. And they're like, I know it's about me. You just changed the hair color. And I'm like, you definitely... Definitely more deluded than me. Alright, this one's called Blacktop. You're half naked sitting on your rug. Where are my pants, you ask me? Like I have a fucking clue. We're moving apart you're moving apartments and your bed is gone. Malibu has burned. The air is bad. It's sad. You were just wearing a black top. Long sleeves, bare ass and legs. How are you so hot? I want to tie you up. You always wanted to fuck me on your rug. Hang on, I tell you. I grab two of your scarves. You lie back in the rug. You know what to do. You look at me in silence and stretch your arms above your head. You're so fucking beautiful. I tie your hands together tight with one scarf, then kiss your lips softly. Run my fingers over your neck and down your body. Your nipples are hard. I kiss your stomach down to your pussy. <laughs> you spread your legs and want me to taste. I kiss your thighs and around your pussy. You moan as you feel my breath on your clit. I kiss closer and closer to your wet lips, teasing you as your ass slowly grinds up and down. You want my face buried between your legs, my tongue inside your tight, wet pussy. I run my tongue along your thigh, then grab your feet and tie them together. Tight, you're mine, tied on the rug. Now I taste how wet you are. You've the sexiest pussy. I'm licking your clit and running my tongue up and down your lips. Fuck me. I'm so hard for you. Opening my jeans. I take out my cock and you open your mouth for it. I let you suck at your mouth and tongue wet and horny, hungry. You want me to, you want me wet and rock hard inside you. 
You deep-throating gag on my cock, looking at me as you take it. My cock is dripping with your spit. You licking and look me in the eye, then deep-throated again. Fuck, you're so fucking hot. You gag and take it out, pausing and looking at me. I turn you over on your hands and knees, still tied together. You look over your shoulder at me. I spank your ass hard and you hold in a moan. Again, same cheek, harder. You hold in another third time, red cheek, hard. You moan fuck as I sting you. You're a hot fucker. I rub your ass and rub your clit. You moan and bite your bottom lip. I spank hard again and you say fuck you. Spank hard again. Your knees almost buckle. Fuck me, you tell me. I slide my cock inside your drenched drenched pussy your legs are tight tight and your arms are trembling as i fuck you hard going deeper and spanking your ass red raw your legs and body are shaking you want to come i rub your clit grab your ass choke your neck as i fill you up you moan and come hard your arms shaking and giving way fuck me you say again i feel your pussy tighten and fuck you harder I come hard inside you. Fuck, your body feels amazing. Jesus, we lie in the rug. My pants are in the bed, in the bathroom. You say with a smile. I go to get them. Malibu is burning, but I have your pants. You hot fucker. Well, that was great, huh? Just words out of my mouth. Um. All right, that's the end of the podcast. That's it. For everyone asking me to read them out, there you go. Probably better written. Probably better without my voice spluttering over them. Um, all right, that's it. Enjoy the sex. Shout out, people are giving me a feedback like, oh, instead of saying boobs, say titties, big, big old titties, or you sucked at my titty meat. No, I won't be doing that. I don't know if I'll post anymore. I'll just do a book and then you can buy them. Um, all right, good work everyone saying stop posting them okay that's feedback taking taking good advice i'll keep writing them at least if you're around la tonight come to the laugh factory comedy show at 7 45 go check out my books on amazon random random and freedom i love people like you should write a book and i'm like i've written three you fuckheads go read them first um hit me up on instagram at the marquez on twitter at trickadoo until next time, you dirty horny hoos. Kuduk, 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 kuduk.